Good morning, everybody. Hey, welcome to uh, Tuesday, October 18th. You know, yesterday was uh, looked good yesterday. We'll talk about that more when Dave joins us here in just a few moments. But remember that uh, in this world we live, there's a lot of things that you and I just cannot control. But you can control how much risk you have in your current portfolio. The issue is you have to know how much risk you have in order to make the right adjustments, whether that's more risk or less risk. Give us a call, 863-382-0037 to schedule your core retirement design. Easy, simple, but it'll help you design the retirement you always dreamed of. With that, we got Dave coming up next. On a good note for a change, let's see if Philip Statler can take your breath away with some good news financially this morning. Time to check in on your money. Statler Financial Services' very own Philip Statler is on the line. Good morning, sir. How are you? Good morning, Dave. Hey, doing well today, especially after a nice day on Monday. Man, the markets managed to stay up and moving in the right direction. And hey, we ended up with some green ink yesterday. And quite a bit of it, as a matter of fact. The Dow was up 1.86%, up 551 points. Uh, the S&P had an even bigger gain. It was up 2.5% plus percent, up 95 points. And the NASDAQ was the champion of the bunch, better part of 3.5%, up 354 points. That's uh, almost a banner day. Should we start playing Happy Days or Here Again or something? Well, I, I don't know if we, it's time to start playing that or not, but, I mean, today... Um, it's looking like a follow-through day, which is nice if we could actually get two days back-to-back um, in that realm because I, I've got the Dow right now up 560-some points. So, yeah. Um, I, yeah. Good news. What's causing all this anyway? Is it just bouncing off a bottom and uh, testing another bottom, or what are we doing anyway? Uh, uh, two things. I think you look at we're bouncing off a bottom, and we're, we haven't got any major disappointments on earnings yet. And that's been good news so far. The picture—it's right. a very early picture, but nobody has really uh, has really stunk the place up yet on that. I found some good news and bad news on my tip sheets this morning. I thought I'd share both of them. One of the analysts at Oppenheimer uh, gave us a little bit of a warning after two days, possibly of up days. Oppenheimer says, "Warning, warning! Major market bottoms have occurred in October more than any other month. So don't breathe easy yet." The other side of the fence, though, is they had, they put out a chart, and when you do midterm elections, almost every time when the S&P is on a downtick, it goes up markedly after the midterm elections. So November could be a real good month, but don't hold your breath for a big recovery for the rest of October. Well, you know, and there's historically, there's, there's credence to what Oppenheimer says. I mean, thank you. You know, was it 1987? You think of some of the big major crashes that have occurred, and, and it seems like October's been the month that they, they happen in. So definitely some credence in the, in the warning there from Oppenheimer, um, as well as historically what happens in the S&P 500 after a midterm election. So uh, some, some historical information there. But, you know, in all of those cases, I don't remember inflation being at, you know, eight and a half, nine percent. So obviously there's some differences in this one and we'll have to wait it out and look backwards and see which one comes true. 
And that's actually, that's, that's the only rational reaction to those tidbits, too, because you never know whether or not the prediction was true until after it happens, one way or the other. It's going to be an interesting midterm, because in my political tip sheets, I'm reading the thing that maybe the Democrats peaked a little bit early, and the odds of a Republican takeover of uh, the Senate are improving. They're still saying it's uh, better than 50-50, the Democrats will keep control. But if the Republicans take over both the House and the Senate, that'll grind all the ambitious spending projects pretty much to a halt, which will probably help equities for the near term as we're able to just basically take Washington out of the equation for a little while. Well, that's right. Then we'll just have to deal with the Fed, right? Which is generally bad enough, given the Fed's track record. <laughs> yeah, another thing I've noticed uh, that came up in one of my tip sheets, and uh, you and I weren't talking about this necessarily, but you know, the strong dollar, we always stereotype the fact that, our, that the uh, surging greenback and all of that will only hurt the international companies. Because, yeah, there's a lot of exposure overseas, but this tip sheet thing brought up a really good point. The index uh, for smaller companies is also suffering because of the strong dollar, because it's making imports a whole lot less expensive for us here. You look at the notion that we're up against the euro, the pound, the yen, we're like soared up 18% this year. Smaller companies that manufacture in this company suddenly have a whole new batch of competitors, a bunch of importers that are suddenly selling for cheap because the dollar is so doggone strong. It, it's funny, my grandfather always used to phrase, use the phrase sound as a dollar as being a compliment, Right now, we could use a little cheaper currency, couldn't we? <laughs> yeah, definitely could. I mean, you know, that, that uh, you know, the exchange rates and the, the value of the dollar, it, it impacts our exports and our imports. And, and when that dollar keeps going up, it, it, you know, it makes imports a little bit more expensive. So, so we continue to watch. Yeah. yeah, for all the for all those advocates of uh, nationalistic self-sufficiency, I'm sorry, it is a global market, and uh, we don't really need additional competition from overseas right now while we're trying to keep things going in our markets, but we also don't need to make it harder to sell our junk overseas, and this is kind of doing both of it. That's right. It really is. And so, um, you know, we're kind of getting hit on both sides, which isn't, isn't – we don't need that right now. You know, we need help, and, and that's not helping. Absolutely. Looking ahead during the day, all of the market-moving reports, lest they haven't picked up by the fact that we're basically responding to news, they're all taking place mid-morning today. We're going to get some industrial production information uh, starting about 9.15. At 10 o'clock, something you'd mentioned yesterday, uh, we're going to get the uh, NAHB housing market index and that could very well be a market mover as important as the housing industry is to the economy. Yeah, it could. And, and, you know, we'll have that one as well as uh, permits and starts on Wednesday morning. So it will. So we'll be looking at 10 o'clock to see what what the impact that might have on the markets um, and see where that uh, where that lands. It's expected to go down just a little bit from where it was uh, the month before. And it goes too far, too terribly far one direction or the other. Again, good news, bad news scenario here. If it's much hotter than expected, everybody will say, oh, my Lord, on the 1st of November, we're going to get a bigger interest rate bump. If it's way soft, obviously, that's bad news for everybody. So either way, we wanted to come in on target. Speaking of on target, uh, baby powder and just about everything else, including vaccines, Johnson & Johnson makes them, and they reported. How did they do in the last quarter? They did. Johnson & Johnson, they beat on both the top and, and, and the bottom line of, uh, of their estimates for the third quarter. 
Uh, pharmaceutical sales got bumped up, uh, some good growth there. Uh, they did kind of narrow its earnings outlook, though, uh, for the rest of this year. Again, they, talking about the dollar, right? Uh, due to a strong dollar will uh, is going to have some impact on J and J. They're they're getting a nice little bump this morning. They closed up 1.3 percent yesterday, and they're right now trading up another 1.2 percent this morning. So, a nice cool. little bump for them. The, what do we uh, got for other indications? Any household names out this morning? We got a couple. So Hasbro, the the toy manufacturer, um, they came in. Uh, their their revenue came in as expected with estimates. However, they missed on earnings and profit by about ten cents a share, coming in at a dollar forty two, and that was uh, well, you know, higher prices for for them as well as uh, higher prices to the consumer. So their sales forecast is cut a little bit too for the rest of this year, even though we're heading into the holiday season. Uh, so that's got Hasbro uh, trading down right now, about one and a half percent this morning. Ouch. And the fact that they made revenue doesn't necessarily give us that zero sum game between Hasbro and Mattel, because if it's just increased cost, we don't have any indication for what the other big toy maker is going to do. Yeah, that's right. We, we don't, and that'll be coming in here, I'm sure, probably next week. I mean, they're usually... So they're generally about two or three days after one, the other one reports. So we can always yep. wait for the other shoe, yeah. So then we got Goldman I, Sachs. They reported uh, the big bank, and they uh, they beat pretty big. Uh, they came in at $1.25 a share versus the seven sixty nine they were expected to come in. Revenue topped as well. Uh, so Goldman's trading up today right now, 3.6%. Uh, I found it interesting that uh, their little blurb from their CEO, uh, David Solomon, who says that there's a good chance of recession. And it's also time to be a little bit more cautious, he says. So, uh, well, uh, hello, know, hello, uh, Mr. Obvious. <laughs> That's what I thought <laughs> as well, you know. Um, and, he makes the, and he makes the big bucks. Exactly. You know, you and I talked a little bit before we went on air looking at interest rates, and uh, mm-hmm. uh, it caught my attention. The 30-year uh, government rate uh, on, on the treasuries went to 4. It was 4.01. Now it's at 4% even. Um, still 41 basis points ahead of the two-year. So uh, a big, a big, still a big spread, but that 30-year getting over 4% now. Uh, and that's a that's a mortgage rate deal right there. Absolutely. That's going to kind of imply that 7% mortgages are going to be the norm rather than the exceptionally high rate, doesn't it? It, it does. It does. Now, we do have the 10-year actually yesterday crossed over the 4% yield number. Now, it has come back down uh, to about 3.96. But So it's, it's kind of wobbling uh, to and fro, a little over 4 and then back down. So that was one we want to continue to watch as well. I kind of wonder when passbook savings interest rates are going to start climbing up to a decent number with the two-year notes being at four and a half. That just absolutely amazes me. We haven't seen the passbooks go up that much yet. No, and let's face it, the big banks probably won't. However, the online banks, we are seeing those guys uh, move and be pretty fluent. Uh, you know, I, I know a couple of them are, uh, the one I use is at, I think, 2.2. Yeah, 2.2 right now. Um, and, and there's several others that are in that 2% range for their savings accounts. So 
So the, the, some of those online uh, banks are moving up faster than the brick and mortar guys. Okay, I'm surprised. I hadn't seen that on mine, but then again, I'm with one of the big ones, and they're probably going to raise my interest rate when heck freezes over. On the uh, on the uh, forefront today, at the end of the day today, something we're going to talk about tomorrow is going to be Netflix reports at the end of the day today. They may not be the biggest company in the nation, but they tend to move an awful lot of indicators as far as online business is concerned. What do they expect out of them anyway? Let me see. And while I'm looking for that, let me just tell you that Microsoft came out and said that they expect to lay off less than 1% of their workforce, but that's still a big number, uh, about 1,000 employees um, here pretty soon. So Netflix, the estimate is for, I don't have the revenue estimate, but their earnings estimate is expected to come in somewhere around $2.11 on their earnings. Okay, so, still uh, making making more money than some churches, without a doubt. Uh, well, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Resetting the table, big update yesterday. Forty-five minutes before we open, I'm looking at a pretty big update this morning so far as well. How are we doing? It is a big day, Dave. I, you know, I'm excited to say that it's uh, firmly in the green. The Dow is up two point, a little over two point one percent, six hundred and forty-six dollars. The S and P five hundred up two point three. That's about $85. The NASDAQ 100 up about 2.5%. That's $280. Russell 2000 can't be left out, up uh, almost 2.3%, about $39. So everything is uh, heading the right direction there. On the other side, silver is trading up again today, almost a half a percent. Gold down a little over a tenth of a percent. Crude oil down about a third of a percent to $84.27 a barrel right now. Well, we'll take that happily, especially since we're going to get that gas price increase at the end of October when we start really have to start paying taxes again, don't we? Yeah, and that's people have kind of probably forgot about that. They're going to see that big jump, and it's like they're going to be, wait for, what happened? Wait, yep, wait for the hissy fits on Facebook. Overseas markets, the Asian markets, mostly up at the close this morning, very early on. Chinese mainland was off by a little bit. Europe is looking at us and saying, hey, it's party time. All the major indexes are up between one and a third and a full 2% midway through their trading day. Trying to get a handle as to how to retire. If you're in the 40s, we call times like this a buying opportunity. If you're in your 50s and 60s, though, risk matters. How do I find you to figure out how to control it in my portfolio? Dave, you know, in all those things, that's why we developed the core retirement design to help folks design the retirement they always dreamed of by looking at the risk they have and making sure that it's appropriate, make sure it's enough and not too much. Give us a call at 863-382-0037 and then catch the Statler Financial Radio Show this weekend, 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk 730. 95.3 FM. And back here again tomorrow morning, hopefully with good news at the end of the day today. Philip, you have a good one, and I'll see you then. All right, buddy. You take care. Thank you. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services. Philip Statler. Hey, folks. Again, I want to thank you for joining us today. I hope uh, your week is going as well as the market seemed to be going up today. And, uh, And I hope you'll join me again tomorrow. Same time, same place. Until then, have a great day.